Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is... What is today? Thursday, April the 6th, 2023. We're going to talk some in-depth recruiting, a lot of recruiting intel to get to today. we got a big weekend ahead of us. Uh, as I said, Auburn Live on 3 right now. If you're not a member of that site, we got a spring game special going, folks. $10 for four months. That's really difficult for me to say. Process. <laughs> but I did it. 10 bucks, four months. Uh Auburn Live on three. We'll be having uh, blowout covers this weekend, and we're going to preview that today. Uh, and I am joined, as I always am, by Mr. J. Head, Mr. Cole Pinkston. Mr. Keith Niebuhr's back from the left. How you doing, big dog? What's going on, guys? How about you? Keith, you tell us about the adventure on the you, West Coast. You don't sound very, very excited to be back. Uh, yeah. I mean, vacation, you never want to come back. But I got uh, – I, I finally did – I had some time to kill before my friends got out there. So I did a few things. I went and saw – some family in Fresno, which is way out in the country. Big city, but farmland, you know. And that was cool seeing Fresno State. Uh, I was there a week after Davis Harson visited uh, <laughs> the Bulldogs. And, uh, but Friday, last Friday, before my friends flew in, we, you know, we went out on a golf trip. Uh, I had uh, several hours to kill, so I went and did the Alcatraz tour. But I opened the car door right into my head, Ooh. and I still have a welt on my head. And I was woozy for a couple hours. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I... Just one of those fluky things, but it was cool seeing Alcatraz. Like, I've been reading about it my whole life. I've been to San Francisco a bunch, but I've never been out there. And I don't know. I just, to me, it was like one of those kind of historical bucket list things that you got to do. So it was fun. But back to recruiting, back to real life. Ooh, we'll see, we're glad to see you escaped. Yeah. He's already made his excuse for, you know what I mean, his mental state right now. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, folks, we have an freaking unbelievable visitor list coming up for A-Day. We're going to talk about that real quick, though. Uh, if you're going to be in town this weekend and you're looking for a house in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, give her a call, man. Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group. She does it all, as Jay has said. She's a five-star realtor, consensus five-star, uh, 334-704-4442. She can find your next dream home. She can sell the one you have. Uh, she can even find you an investment property. If you want to invest in some properties, let, uh, let some of those uh, college kids pay the rent for you. Uh, something to do, you know. Jessica Andrews, give her a call, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. Folks, I'm going to tell you, this. It, listen, if Big Cat Weekend was this weekend, right, and we had the list that we have, nobody would be complaining. Nope. Zero. This yeah, is... You and I feel like dummies, though, because we, we we were under the impression that it would be just another day a few weeks ago. Well, we were told that, and it yeah. might have been... Were we yeah. told that on air? I can't remember. I think we uh, maybe it was off the air, but I'm okay. looking at the visitors list and I'm like, wow. I mean, this is impressive. You know? According to On Three's industry ranking or On Three rankings, whichever one you want to look at, um, right now Auburn has 24 or five star recruits. That's just in the 24 class. 24 uh, and five star recruits. A couple of five star recruits in KJ Bolden, Landon Thomas, the five star tight end. Cam Coleman is a future five-star. I think 24-7 has a couple of these guys ranked five stars as well. Yeah. Um, 
probably push and double if you were to include all the uh, the networks, the rankings of of every network, and and if one network at least one network has these guys a five star, you'd probably be pushing double digits right now, five stars. Uh, the 2024 class, you've got the number one, the number two wide receivers you've got, uh, which would be Ryan Williams, and then uh, who's the kid from Mississippi coming over? I just wrote about him, Caleb Cunningham. Yes. So you got the top two wide receivers in the country in the 2025 class coming in, and then you look at Cam Coleman in the 2024 class, Perry Thompson in the 2024 class, both of those guys right on the verge, cusp, fringe, in honor of Keith, of, of, of five-star status. Keith, let's go to you, b Let's get some fresh takes from Keith. You look at this list, Keith, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think to me the big one that stands out, it, well, there's a couple. Cam Coleman is the big one because I've got to pick in. You guys are kind of sitting there leaving me hanging, obviously, as you mentioned last week. Not for week. long. Not for long. And, and you know, and, and you look, I was I put a pick in because they said, our bosses said, hey, you, you losers get off the couch and put some picks in. <laughs> and so we didn't want to all put in the same damn guys. I mean, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, all right, I'll, whatever, man. I mean, I feel like they got a really good shot. But I don't know at the end of the day, and I still don't know at the end of and the day. And he hadn't visited at that point. Right, that's my point. Yeah, he hadn't visited yet. So I'm like, all right, is this kid going to visit or what? I mean, I'm starting to look a little bit uh, – little bit shaky here but now this will be visit number three and you know, again I, I still maintain that because he's so close the number of visits isn't that relevant because he can come over anytime he wants heck for all we know he's going to stop by when we don't even know he's stopping by there's going to be some of those too because you know there was with Rashawn Evans back in the day he just stopped by just to hang out and say hi uh, it didn't work but uh, <laughs> so that but that one's a big one because now you're talking three visits in a two-week period Auburn's got some real momentum here uh, he's feeling really comfortable over there. He knows he's a high priority. He knows what Hugh Freeze does with big receivers historically. So that's a big one. But, you know, K.J. Bolden's an interesting one for me because I still I still have my doubts about that one. You know yeah. what I mean? So much Georgia ch- confidence, not even chatter, confidence. And then Ohio State hanging around too. But So what does this mean? Is this now going to lead to an official visit? So I'm keeping an eye on that one. And then you know, another one, one other one, uh, I'll just do one – more than you guys can do the rest. Say, Saquon Patterson. Now, there's a lot of other guys. Landon Thomas, the George commit, elite tight end. I think he's going to be difficult to flip. It's nice that he's coming. But Saquon Patterson has really talked up Auburn. He's been there before. Is uh, a guy affiliated with the 7-on-7 organization uh, down in South Florida. Has uh, ties to Auburn. Uh, Auburn's got good cred down in Broward County since Jeffrey's been writing about guys years ago. So, um, you, you add it up and you think, maybe they got a shot with this guy. Now, I don't know where he sits on the board. I have no idea. He's a safety, four-star safety at Chaminade, Madonna, where Auburn's gotten guys before, uh, including Sean Shivers. But uh, So those are a couple, three eye-openers to me. Those are those are the three that kind of pique my interest. Cole, what about yourself, big dog? Well, to be fair, um, y- y'all have left me hanging because I have a pick on Demarcus Riddick to flip from Georgia and nobody else <laughs> Not for long. Well, you're going to be hanging a little while alone on that one for, for me. <laughs> Maybe all the while, but we'll see. You know, no, well, I, I'll just – I'll go back to, you know, I wrote a uh, story today on, on the five most, most important A-Day visitors. And, and my top five are Cam Coleman, obviously, Demarcus Riddick, K.J. Bolden, Perry Thompson, and Kevin Riley, which I think we went back – if we go back to you and I's show, Jeffrey, when we did the Inside the 20, I think we talked about the impact guys from out-of-state and in-state, and I think we named all of those guys. 
pretty much I, I don't think any of those guys were left out. So if you're trying to make an impact, you're getting pretty much everybody on campus that would be an impact and win that you're recruiting really hard. And those are the top five, in my opinion. I still think even though Jamarian Burnett is committed, Kevin Riley's just a huge deal that he's going to be there. It's the first trip back in the year of 2023 that we know of. So I think that one's huge. Perry Thompson, you know, we know how that one's been going lately. He's been visiting Auburn, sometimes even quietly. So th- that's interesting that he's coming back. And, um, you know, it's hard to even track when he's going to be at Auburn, when he's not going to be at Auburn, or when he's going to be at Alabama. It's just a tight battle there. And he's been open about that. He said that. You know, if it's not Alabama, it's Auburn, no doubt. So, and then, you know, the same thing with K.J. Bolden, same thing with Cam Coleman. I, I'm just going to go back to my pick here, Demarcus Riddick. I still think he, he ends up at one of the in-state schools. I've said that a few times, and I believe it. I think he's going to end up at Alabama or Auburn personally as it sits today. And uh, Auburn's getting another great shot here. Can I say something real quick? I forgot to mention this. The brilliance of them having the game the day they're having it, Jeffrey. Were you yes. Yeah. Head. Did I? Did I? No. You go ahead. I know. I don't think this has been talked about, Keith. But I have been thinking this. Well, mentioned it a few weeks ago. That ahead of everybody else. I mean, you've seen Florida's going to have theirs next Thursday. To try to why not just have it a weekend before? Why why do Thursday where you can't get? I mean, yeah, that's tricky. A lot of people can, can't come probably. But Auburn, it's a weekend. It's now it's Easter weekend, but it's. Vanderbilt, I believe, is the only other school in the SEC that's going to have its spring game on Saturday. So they're not recruiting against the same guys as Vanderbilt, not anymore. And uh, and so so now you've you've given these kids this is this is it. This is the show in town. Town being the southeast region. And now you look at the results. You look at the visitors list, and you're like, if you're not sort of impressed by that, you're not look you're not you're not looking hard enough. You're not thinking about it because it's it's impressive, but this freed this made kids' decisions easy, easier, right? Now they still got to get out of bed. They're still teenagers, but there's no do I go to Clemson or Auburn, or Georgia, Auburn, Florida, Bama? It's it's the only two that day in the SEC are Auburn and Vanderbilt. So I think that was a brilliant strategy. Whoever came up with it, you obviously never know what the other schools are going to do, but uh, I mean, brilliant, quite frankly. Yeah, Jay Head, who, who are some of the guys that uh, you're looking at? Well, first and foremost, um, when you look at the complexion of the current team and how we stack up with our opponents to a degree, the, the guys that we measure ourselves against, the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, what Auburn doesn't have right now in its current roster, in my opinion, is that upper echelon high-end talent that scares other teams. Those impact players, when they walk onto the field, Alabama thinks, i got to figure out a way to stop this guy. We've got to take this away. You know what I mean? It's not Auburn scheming them to death. It's they are literally looking at these guys in a way that, hey, we have to figure out a way to neutralize that player or we're going to lose this game. And what you see on this list are impact players of that caliber. And where do we need impact players? We need them in the linebacker room. We need them in the wide receiver room. We need them literally across both lines of scrimmage. You've obviously already got your quarterback in this class, but what I love is you guys, you're bringing in guys that are high-end NFL toolsy type guys that have that kind of impact capability if they're developed correctly. But 
I mean, obviously, getting Perry Thompson, an Alabama commitment, that's a big-time wide receiver, that's huge. Cam Coleman, K.J. Bolden, the number one player in the state of Georgia, the number one safety in the country. You're getting him to come down from Atlanta when he could be taking that opportunity to go stay at Georgia for an extended stay over the weekend. It wouldn't surprise a lot of people if he did. He's been there, I think, ten times already. But you're able to get him away from Athens, and he comes to Auburn for the weekend. Um, But – just like you talked about before, if this were a big cat list, would anybody at all have an issue with this? No, because you're bringing more five stars on campus than we probably saw. And I'm not trying to – I know this is going to sound derogatory, but more five stars in this weekend than we saw the entire duration of the Brian, Tisson, Brian Harson era, if I'm being completely honest. So just oh, yeah. for a fan that's looking for hope, a fan that you know I mean, wants to see an upward trajectory – this weekend is provide, is providing that to you. And to Keith's point on the spring game, I think this is huge on two fronts. Yes, you manipulated the schedule so that you could take advantage and get kids there. Two, it helps you wrap everything, make all your evaluations, have all of your discussions with players before the big transfer portal weekend coming up of the 15th. So when kids are ready to get into the portal, you're prepared. You're ready to go. You already know who you want to retain and who maybe you're kind of edging into the port, pushing into the portal to a degree. So it's just a shrewd move all the way around to go ahead and get all this taken care of. Keith, I'm going to go back to you because you said, you know, about Cam Coleman, you putting it in, this, leaving you out to dry. I thought about this the other night, man. <clears throat> we talk about flipping the script. You know, Hugh Freeze is always mentioning that and changing uh, the narrative when it comes to Auburn recruiting. And he's already doing it, at least with me personally, because I'm starting to lean towards that. It's like, I can actually start to see that this some things are happening. I mean, this is I think in 16 days he's been here three times. Yeah, now they got people on campus the last couple of years. Ah, you know they did, but, but you never felt like. Mm-mm. I mean, you thought maybe James Smith and Quay Russo. We had to keep writing about them, but I, in our hearts, did, did any of us four think they were going to get? This? If you had put in a, a prediction for Quay, Quay uh, Russo and he kept coming back to coming back to Auburn, I still I, I still would have been like, hey, big dog, you know what I'm saying? It's just, but, but now I'm actually going, yeah. man. Well, because he's not that crazy. Yeah. Hugh got Laquan Treadwell, five-star receiver out of Illinois. He got uh, Laramie Tunzel, five-star offensive tackle out of Lake City, Florida. He got Greg, 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 Greg Little, Greg, Greg Little, five-star offensive lineman out of uh, the Houston area, maybe somewhere in Texas. And so he's got a track record here, and 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 Brian Harson didn't. So you didn't feel like you didn't have that high level of confidence that he could get those guys. You wanted to believe it. You know, you wanted to believe it. And guys did visit. But, it, again, you never felt like they were going to get over the finish line. Now, the people that left the program and, and, and with him would maintain that they were close. And if he didn't get fired, they were going to get some guys. And maybe that's true. I don't know. But while they were there, they didn't land it. And so now, though, it just feels different. It just And, and quite frankly, the kids are telling us it, it feels different. Well, it's kind of irrelevant what we think. I mean, these are just our opinions, but when perception is reality, so when recruits are telling you there's a different vibe over there, then there's probably a different vibe over there. Um, and they're seeing that Auburn's got some momentum. Now, of the four commitments, again, we always go back to who did you beat to land these guys, and really mm-hmm. Walker White is the main guy. The other guys are good, solid players, but he's the one that you can really hang your hat on. So you need more like you need more of those. But it's a good it's a good foundation, and I think. You know, if Jaden Lewis was uncommitted right now, the four-star cornerback, and was continuing to post these these track times that he's posting, 
then I think it, it, you'd be thinking, okay, they're beating some big dogs for him. I think Armour just got in so early on him that they didn't have to fend off the big dogs for him, quite frankly. Mm. But, and but, they, and they did beat Tennessee. I mean, it, oh, you know, for sure. Well, I said big dogs, though. But so for the team, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but look, and I and I maintain beating Tennessee for Sylvester Smith was big because Tennessee we think is on an upward path. They had a hell of a year last year, um, and so like even beating FSU, well they've had one good year out of the last I don't know five or six, but it was last year, and they have some momentum. So those were big wins for Auburn. But they seem to be taking these incremental steps, but quickly. I mean, he was just hired November 28th, I think, and we're only in the first week of April, so incremental but fast and I don't know you just feel it just feels different it just feels different and now you're waiting for a few more of the shoes to drop um then you'll feel even better but yeah when are they going to happen I don't know for me it's very interesting to me Perry Thompson's coming back I think this is his third visit maybe third or fourth um in the, in the past month of yeah. the spring Perry Thompson Ryan Williams yes these are guys committed to Alabama, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, pull back the reins a little bit. But these cats keep showing up, and I guarantee you, if these guys were committed to Auburn and visiting Alabama as much as they're visiting Auburn, Auburn fans would be in a panic. Now, I don't think Alabama fans are in a panic. No. I wouldn't be certainly. Uh, Ryan Williams, Perry Thompson, and there's a lot of good guys. I mean, Jordan Ross, he's yes. coming back. Jordan Ross, the four-star edge. Uh, we we kind of skip over his name, but he, I'm, I'm trying not to. He's interesting. I mean, at one time, when again, Under Armour camp, I got the feeling, I got the vibe. No, Auburn's not getting this guy. It's not going to happen. But he shows up, and, and remember, we saw him. We kept going, "Who is that guy?" At, at a, a, a visit one night, and he, you know, unannounced, there he was. And we talked to him, and we're like, "Okay." Got some other opinions? Okay, I think they're in this. Well, now, it, it, interesting, too, Keith, you mentioned Jaden Lewis, and, and, and Jay Head, you mentioned Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I talked to Jaden Lewis about two weeks after that Tennessee-Alabama game, which he was at, at in Knoxville, and he said, on the phone to me, Tennessee's going to be hard to beat after that. They're going to be hard to beat. So I kind of forgot about him for a minute. Well, when Hugh Freeze and them got in there, they took mm-hmm. over that recruitment. So if you're talking about things being different, that's a great example to me. And Jordan Ross was a guy who had not been on campus for a long time with the new staff, and he told me that the old staff sort of left a bad taste in his mouth and gave me a few reasons why. And it was mainly because they left and he didn't know about it, right, which they can't control that. But when he gets in there with the new staff, watch out. Auburn's back in this. Mm -hmm. That's the change. That's the difference. I guess the only thing I'm waiting for, and I walk away with huge, don't get me wrong, but I'm waiting for that one in the states of Georgia or Alabama. Yeah. I'm waiting for one of those two, uh, just a, a big one. Keith, would but you consider Jordan Ross a big one like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Yeah, anybody, I'd say anybody in the top 10 in Alabama and anybody in the top 20 in the state of Georgia would be, you know. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, in this class, really, to me, if you're talking about shots across the bow, because we don't know how hard Alabama's going to pursue Kevin Riley just yet. There's some back and forth there. But Cam Coleman, Jeremiah Beeman, Judd Jordan Ross, those are the guys, right? If you land those three out of the state of Alabama, 
those are serious impact players and not just impact players, but at positions of need. You're talking about a pass rusher, a line of scrimmage defender, and a wide receiver that is an absolute impact guy from potentially day one. And let's not forget about Joe Phillips. Yeah, 100%. Another, another pass rusher. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if that's a guy, and people people obviously want to know who's going to commit this week. And anybody? And I know he's saying he wants to take official visits. I just wonder if that's a guy that, man, if they push really hard this weekend and he's feeling it and there's 50,000 people, I don't even know what the attendance is going to be. The weather could be iffy, right? Mm. But I just wonder if that's going to be a guy that, you know, wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. But then, but then did it anyway. You well, know, I don't. Well, so there you go, man. I'm I'm cool with Auburn. Let me yeah. just. I, I might I'm still take you. some visits, but I want to get committed. Yeah. Matt was that guy because he told us he was going to do it in the summer, and he was pretty gung ho about that. And even people I talked to close to his recruitment said that. Look, he's you know he's we don't think he's quite ready yet. And then it was a, just like a, a flip of a switch. Okay, he's ready. He's going to Auburn. Yeah, I wonder if you. I wonder if you freeze pulls in. Uh, you know, pulls Joe Phillips into his office before the spring game and says, I- I'd love for you to commit today. I wonder if that, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just hypothetically speaking here. You know, who knows? Right. Listen, you, listen, we talk about, listen, there's going to be a commitment this weekend. Yeah. I, I don't know who, I've got an idea. We all do have a, three or four names. Hey, if somebody said, give me a group and who is it going to come from? I think I could give you a group of five names. And I think one of them is going to be the commitment at least. But nobody is like saying, "Yeah, I'm going to commit," you know, mid-April. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's saying, "I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my visits in the summer before my season." Um, hell, even D'Angelo Barber. Let's not forget about him. Right. D'Angelo Barber, the four-star linebacker uh, from Clay Chalkville, he's coming in again. Uh, he would certainly be on our list. And you know, I, I went back and did some research on him, and I think he says something like maybe in the middle of the season or you know something like that. So. Yeah. You really can't take what they say as gospel. No. <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> Definitely not. And I think this is a staff that understands how to utilize momentum and understands that when you have a massive event like this, getting a commitment out of it gives that appearance of Auburn is a desirable place to be. You're generating buzz. And they understand that working through the media, creating a public commitment generates positive buzz for Auburn and keeps them relevant in the minds of other targets. Yeah. And so it, you're 100% right. I think they're going to put the screws in on several guys and say, look, who can we get in the boat? Who can we push to get in the boat to create that momentum for us? Um, and it would be big if they can pull it off, that's for sure. Here's what – and I think Cole and I discussed this the other day because of the in-state recruits. And, Keith, you alluded to this earlier, but Walker White kind of being that only statement commitment right now because Jaden Lewis, you know, you might have been out of in-state school, out of state school for him. Uh, Amon Lane, the same thing. Jamari and Burnett, you know, you beat Florida State. You beat Florida, you beat two of the upper coming programs, but you're still not making a big, big statement. Um, and that's what we, that's what we all want. When I say we all, when I say we all, I'm talking about when we say we want to see statement wins, mm-hmm. it's, it's, would Joseph Phillips be a statement win? Yeah. He, I I mean, so. To me, he would because of the Clemson and Florida State presence there, particularly Clemson. Okay, cool. The, the difference, Jeffrey, probably – you look at Amon Lane's recruitment and, and when he – like I talked to him a week before he committed. He said it was Auburn and LSU. He said those were the two pushing the hardest for him. LSU's a big one to beat, but 
it's it's one other school that that kind of latched onto him and said he's really good. It's not seven schools, right? Well, with Joe Phillips, it's Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, Texas A&M. We know they all want him. He's been visiting there. You know, he tells us every time, at least in his words, "Hey, they're they're coming after me." So, perception-wise, whether they're they're pushing as hard as Auburn or not. It definitely seems like those schools are in it and, and would definitely want him not to commit to Auburn. Right? I mean, not every win is going to be a statement win, but you need to have a handful of them in this first cycle, I think, at least. You know what I mean? Along with a bunch of other really good players. And just because a guy like Jaden Lewis, we don't we don't necessarily consider a statement win, doesn't mean he's not a hell of a prospect. Right, absolutely. Just pointing out who other people, you know, who did you beat to land him? What eyebrows did you raise? I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to put together a team. You don't necessarily care about all that stuff. But you do. You don't care, but you do care. You, you don't care because you're doing your own evaluations and you're not really worried about what other people think about guys. But you do care in the sense that as you're building this thing, you want kids to think, you know, Auburn could be the next Georgia. Auburn could be the next Clemson. Auburn could be the next Alabama. And so they all want to be part of something like that. They don't want to be just, you know, if you're recruiting upper echelon people. And this, by the way, this was the issue last year with – I don't know if Auburn was ever going to get Rusan Smith, Quay Rusan Jameson. I don't think so. But I was told all along that they did not want to be the centerpieces of the recruiting class, which is how Auburn often pitched them. They mm-hmm. wanted to be part of an elite class. They didn't want to just be two guys. Everybody. They wanted to be part of an elite class so because they knew they would get better at practice. They knew they could be part of something special. Well, if you're just two of 25 guys, let's say, and the other guys aren't really up to your level, then you're not you're not thinking that. You're not thinking that big things are possible. They wanted to win. They wanted to be developed. They wanted to be pushed to practice every day. And in their eyes, I don't necessarily think that they thought that, that, that any of those things were going to happen, quite frankly. So, you know, so the elite kids want all those things. Elite program they want to be a part of. They want to win championships. They want to be developed for the NFL. And the best way to be developed for the NFL isn't necessarily coaching. It's by going up against what are they what are they always tweeting out iron sharpens iron, that's what they're looking for most of them. Yeah, hey, real quick, yeah, Jay Head, I'm gonna come to you. But okay. uh, um, two two things we've all agreed that we wanted to see from this Auburn team is the statement or the statement recruiting wins, right? But we also wanted to see Auburn keep keep the in-state talent from going to the Clemsons, from going to the Tennessees, from going to the Florida State. Well, that's what Auburn's done with Amon Lane. That's what Auburn's done with Jamari and Burnett. That's what Auburn's done with Jaden Lewis. <clears throat> so they're checking at least one of those boxes. And then Walker White, you're checking that statement recruiting win over Clemson. So they've checked at least one of those two boxes. Uh, and that's kind of what we as the you know experts or whatever the hell we're supposed to be uh, want to see from this staff. Now, real quick, uh, since we're on that subject, Zach wants to know, Zach in the back says, uh, would Caleb Beasley, uh, the four-star defensive back from Nashville, is committed to in-state Tennessee. He came down. He did not want to do an interview after he left. I think he visited with uh, old Henry Brown. Yeah. Uh, would uh, would y'all uh, consider that yeah. a huge win? I think he's our number one player in Tennessee for on three. So He sure is. There you yeah, go. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, if you go into Tennessee and take the number one player from Tennessee, a program that's on the rise, yeah, I'd consider that a big deal. Um, uh, So, Jay Head, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Big Dog. You had something. No, you're good. And it just – Keith struck a chord because, yes, you want premium wins versus premium teams at premier positions, right? And we know that the portal can help subsidize your talent base in any recruiting class, except for at certain positions. Pass rusher – 
there are just not a lot of really good pass rushers in the portal, so you need to be able to hit in the high school ranks. Joseph Phillips and Jordan Ross, those are premier pass rushers. Yep. You've got to get talent like that in the high school class, and if Auburn could push him into the class earlier rather than later, that is extremely important, not just because of who you beat, but at the position that you beat them at, just because there's, just, it's, there's a scarcity with those kind of guys. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net-zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. There's another reason why you can't rely predominantly on the portal because we don't know what the portal rules are going to be in 12 months, 18 months, 24. The things could change. They may make it harder for guys to transfer. I don't know. So you can say, oh, let's just put this off to a later date and, and we'll get somebody next year. Well, we don't know that that's, you know. But you're right, Jay Head. absolutely agree with you 100% there. Uh, it, it, that point you made to me, you know, and we've all been talking about the statement wins. you got to have a few of those statement wins to have more statement wins, right? It's kind of like the old saying, you got to have money to make money, right? Yeah. And that, you, know, you got Walker White in there. So now – I, this is why I'm with you here, Jay Head, on the receivers because they look at that. I mean, they are thinking of him as that is a huge deal. Yeah. He's a top-rated recruit, no matter what recruiting site you look at, and he's a quarterback. And he's and he's calling me, he's texting me. I'm telling you, that right there was a big deal for Auburn, and, and that's that's the money, right? You got to have the money to make the money. He is the start of building that, in my opinion. 2025, you got Zayden Walker coming in, five-star edge. Yes. Younger you. brother of um, your boy, Zeke. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, in, in Sly County, I think I'm pronouncing it right. I always get it wrong. Over in uh, uh, Ellaville, Georgia. I mean, that's really not that far away. That is, even though it's in the state of Georgia, it's essentially in your backyard. So those are guys you should be bigger factors with, you know. It's not too bad. I've made the drive now, Keith. Yeah, down to Columbus, <laughs> over to Villarica, down to Ellaville. Okay. Keith always gets on me about my, my map skills. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. I just got to get to these places. Cole, how old are you? Didn't you ever open a map before? I mean, I don't understand. I'm, I'm 15, Keith. I gotta, you know, <laughs> give him a break, dude. Give him a break. All right, let me just run down this list. And make, my whole life. <laughs> make sure we're not forgetting. Just by doing this. I mean, he's an old hunter now. He can get around a piece of property. Okay, that might be big deal. I know, right? <laughs> uh, KJ Bolden, we've talked about him. Landon Thomas, he's coming, or he's supposed to be. Might even be here tomorrow or Friday. That's tomorrow. Uh, Cam Coleman, we talked about Zaquan Patterson. Yes, Walker White coming in to uh, to help recruit. You know, that's what he's doing. The three commitments, the three in-state commitments, Perry Thompson, Demarcus Riddick. Sterling Dixon told me maybe he might try to hit up both schools on Saturday. I don't think anybody's holding their breath too much on him. Oh, how about big dog Daniel Hill? Yes. Yeah, gosh. Him and Riley both, right? I mean. Yeah. And Kevin Riley and Jordan Ross, that was my next two. Jeremiah Beeman. Yeah, Beeman. He's told me for a while he was going to be there on A-Day. I think he's still going to be there. I think he's been in Alabama. He's been all over the place recently, Clemson, Alabama. To me, I'll tell you what. I hate I hate to say this, but 
it feels like at one point Jordan Ross was a guy that I felt was unobtainable for Auburn. Mm-hmm. I don't think Beeman's unobtainable. I just think it's gotten a little bit harder with him personally. Sure. I think it's gotten easier with Ross, or at least a better chance is what I'm trying to say. So getting Beeman back, huge in my opinion. Cole, Jim, uh, Jordan Ross, his energy, I'm not a hippie by any means, or his attitude or his tone ha- towards me personally – has changed. I, I agree. That's exactly the point I was wanting to make earlier, is that I, I thought, no way, no chance. I'm not even going to put any effort into that guy. He's not going to Auburn. And then all of a sudden, his whole demeanor changed when he got yeah. to meet the new staff, right? By the way, Daniel Hill has not made it to Auburn that we know of yet. And he was supposed to be there for junior day. And he had texted me like a couple days oh, yeah. before that he was going to be there. He didn't make it for whatever reason. So this is the first time he gets to be there with the staff. I think that matters. I think that's starting to matter more than it used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we talked about D'Angelo Barber. How about Jalewis Solomon? Big brother, brother. Excuse me. Is he a brother? No, a cu- is he a brother? Yeah, he, I think they're brothers somehow. I, I got it. I got it. They're, they're half, okay, cool. half brother. Okay. So well, we he's need- coming over with, was it uh, Zayden Walker? Yeah. They're both they're both related to Zykevis Walker. I think they share a mother. Yes. I okay. think that's correct. And I think uh, Zeke and Zayden share both parents. We'll make sure to ask them this week. We will. I'm pretty sure that's the case uh, from talking to a coach over there, I think. <laughs> and and you know, they're on a ton of package deals, right? But that's one of those ones where you could see two guys, I mean, for family purposes. You know, it's, hey, look, I mean, we got to – we can't be here and there at the same time. Now, Jalewis Solomon, uh, Auburn's recruiting him as a safety, correct? Defensive back. I think they see some versatility there. He's 2024, I should point out. So right. If you're the, bro- the other brother, mm. Walker's 2025. But still, they want to go to the same school, and, you know, this is convenient. We talk about we talk about wide receivers. We talked about Daniel Hill coming from Mississippi. You know that's not going to be the only guy. Uh, Braylon Burnside is a four-star wide receiver from Starkville, right in the shadows of uh, Bulldog Stadium there. Oh, and your boy um, Terrence Hibbler, Cole. Yeah, I, I like old Hibbler there. He, he talks oh, how, he talk about a guy that you get the vibe like he really likes Auburn. I get that vibe from him every time we talk. So I'm interested to see. Yeah, I don't remember the last time he visited either, so that's another one that needs to get on campus. Yeah. Martavius Collins, the tight end we talked about, potential commit, maybe, I don't know. Uh, Isaiah Altry is scheduled to come in from Mississippi as well. He's a big offensive tackle. Landon Meat Marshall coming up with, uh, with, with Fat from Andalusia. Malik Blockton coming down. These are some three-star guys. Uh, Cole uh, confirmed with Marcus Downs, a defensive lineman from South Carolina. And these two guys right here, uh, these two in-state kids from South Alabama, I want everybody to put on their list. Yes. All right. Bryce Kane yeah. is a wide receiver from Baker in Mobile that Auburn offered this past weekend. Yeah. I completely missed that, by the way. Okay. And then there's a Derek Butler from Davidson High School who is an athlete, but he's a hell of a running back. I want both of you, Cole and Jay Head, y'all take a look at Derek Butler. I've watched both. I know a lot about Bryce just because I started following him last year. He's a legitimate track athlete with a verified 10-500 meter, 4-340. Had a monster season for Baker last year. Probably a slot guy on the next level. Uh, and I think he actually was track. Is that correct me? Because Baker's your territory. But 
Um, I think he also played baseball predominantly. He's a very good baseball In addition player. to track. But a, multi, a multi-sport athlete, legitimate speed. And when we talk about, like, look, you're going to take three-star guys in the class, okay? That's just not every kid can be ranked a four and a five-star. But when you take three stars, you want them to have those traits, those NFL-type traits, those tools that you can see them if they hit. If they hit, then you've really got something. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got those tools. Whether he puts it all together on the field because of the rawness there, who knows. But he's got those tools that you want to see. And then you're right. The kid from Davidson, he's got some legitimate skills at running back. I mean, I, I, is he above Kevin Riley or Daniel Hill for me right now? No, he's not. But I what was, about Ronnie Royal? Yes, he's, mm-hmm. he's more impressive to me than Ronnie. Well, you know, here's the other thing. We mentioned this before. Some of the guys we're not even talking about now yep. in six mm-hmm. weeks after the evaluation period or end of May are going to move shoot right up the board. It happens every year. We see it all the time. There'll be new offers going out. They'll go see a guy in person. And right now, they're, they're network of people across the country that are linked in with the recruiting people at Auburn and the coaches at Auburn are sending them names. Hey, you get out and see this guy, and they're compiling a list, not only of the guys that they have to go see, the Daniel Hills and Kevin Rowleys of the world, but guys that are under the radar guys that, you know, you've got that 128 days, I think, for your staff to visit guys in the spring. And they're going to say, we need to get out there to Brunswick, Georgia, or wherever, and see this guy – and they're going to fall in love with some people and, and other people. And then when, once that first big school offers them, the domino effect happens and everybody else yep. jumps in. But it's going to change. And people are going to say, well, what happened to this guy? Why don't you write about him anymore? Well, some, it goes in the inverse, too. That's right. goes both yeah. ways. Go take a look at a kid. Who's, who's been enjoying recruiting too much on Twitter, Jeffrey? Mm-hmm. Who's been posting their top 28? You know? <laughs> Cole would have done that. Cole would have been one of those guys. Hey, here's my top 46, guys. <laughs> but when I mentioned those two guys, Zane Bryce Kane and, and, and Derek Butler, there was a lot of excitement wow. coming back to me when I said, you know, are these just dudes? No. I mean. They're, they're, they're dudes. Like, they're dudes. They're, they're SEC dudes. You, know, you see offers go out around this time sometimes uh, after, you know, after you've sort of gotten a good look at your board and you say, okay, here's 100 guys we really like. Then you'll go back and go, okay, here's a guy in Texas I like. Here's a guy. But when you offer a guy in-state a little bit later, you know, through the cycle, that's usually a an eye-opener, right? Pretty that's good sign. Yeah. And who's the kid, the Downs kid from South Carolina? Caleb. I really likes him a lot. You're talking about the height, wingspan, power. Now, he's not technically where he needs to be, and he plays far too high. Um, low man wins on the line of scrimmage, obviously, always. But – you see it, man. And now he's going to take a ding because of the competition he plays against. I mean, he's ragdolling dudes that look like me out there on the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? But he's got he's got an NFL type skill set. Now, well, can they? You know what I mean? Can they refine it? Can they get him to the position where he plays? You know, at a high level all the time. That's what you don't know about kids like that. But when Georgia is also in on him, and as well as they've recruited the defensive line over the last couple of years. You probably think you got a hit there, right? Yes. The tools you're talking about, Jayhead, you know, the skill set. Sometimes I've seen people post on our board, like, I saw him play last year and he didn't do anything. It's not about so much what they're doing right now. It's about what they could be doing, right? The tools are what make 
their best football be ahead of them instead of they're maxed out right now. He's doing everything he can with what he's got. No, you look at a guy like uh, like Marcus Downs, and he may not know exactly what he's doing right now, but down the road, he could be a freak. You know? Looking well, at the clay, not the mold. Yes, and that also depends on the position, too, because some positions you say, we need a guy that can play by year two or we are screwed there. In other positions, you may say, you know, we're pretty good there, so we can take a guy like this who we think in three years is going to be better than the guys that are the five-star guys right now. So it's not just looking at, at, at what a guy can do now it's 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 what could he be, and how does it impact us by position, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, some, exactly. some positions you're loaded at. Hey, look, we can actually go a little – we can we can get a developmental guy here because we think if we hit on this guy, he's going to be better than the rest of them. It's just going to take a little bit of time. In other positions, you're in dire straits, and you can't play that game. You need guys that can go in and play right away. Yeah, I, I agree. And, look, I've been to many a high school football game. Jeffrey, Cole, Keith, I know you've done the same thing, where the best player on the field was some 5'10", 225-pound piece of guard. You know what I mean? It, but they don't have the skill set to be able to play at an SEC level. And you're looking at this 6'6", 260-pound guy that couldn't block his way out of a wet paper sack, and the next thing you know, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it happens. It happens well, a lot. I'll give you an example. Orlando Brown Jr. was a guy that was a three-star guy, and I think everybody as an offensive tackle out of uh, a Peachtree uh, – is it Peachtree Ridge? I can't remember. Yeah, That's not right. Atlanta. It, yeah. It, yeah, in Swanee, Georgia. And, you know, his dad played in the NFL. Everybody knew who his dad was. and But he would struggle in camps and in games he was just okay. But I remember talking to Mo Collins, the, the, who was a great offensive lineman for the for the Raiders, played in this, started for them in the Super Bowl, in fact – and I go, I don't know about this guy. I mean, he's 6'8", 350. He'd been over 400 pounds at one point. And Mo said, listen, piece of clay. Yeah. I know, I, and he said, I know who his daddy was, too. His daddy was, was a mean, mean dude in the NFL. He's the guy that got <laughs> the eye with the, uh, with the flag that one time. The ref threw the flag, and he hit the guy in the eye. Well, that was his dad. Well, now Orlando Brown Jr. has been to, like, four straight Pro Bowls. And remember, on signing day, Tennessee dropped him. Dropped him. He was going to sign with South Carolina State, and Oklahoma came in at the last minute and said, we can take our time with this guy. We can develop this guy. Let's take him. Let's, ta- let's see how it goes. Well, the rest is history. Wow. There's a lot of those guys. There's, I'll tell you, there's something interesting, too, uh, about these, these dual-sport guys that, like Bryce Kane, go back to him, who plays baseball. I, I, that guy's a playmaker, right? B.J. Gibson, the other receiver they like, mm. a very good baseball player. It's interesting to me. Look at Colton Hood. That guy's a playmaker, and he's a he's a baseball player. I think there's something to that. It's just it just opens up another uh, ability for you when you're playing. It also, Cole, it also means they probably haven't hit their ceiling yet because they've been split in time. Yeah. Twenty twenty five. We talked about Ryan Williams coming up from Saraland again. Zayden Walker, Caleb Cunningham. We talked about coming up. Malik Altry's coming over from Opelika, the four star defense line commitment. Kobe Howard, another four star wide receiver. This is all twenty twenty five guys. And as you've know, uh, you know, as you freeze <laughs> said again on the uh, uh, who J D. Pacel. Yeah, yeah. had you freeze on his show uh, Thursday morning. Um, Hugh was talking about. Uh, the 24 and 2025, again, being the most important classes for him. So 2025, it, they're on an even footing, right? I think we all agree now that the 2025 class, Auburn's going to be called up, right, with these guys. So mm-hmm. this is going to probably be the first they, – they should be knocking it out of the park with 2025. It, 
And let me tell you how smart of a statement that is by Hugh Freeze about knowing Auburn and its patience of sorts with or lack thereof with coaches. Understanding that if I don't hit a home run in 24 and 25 and accrue the talent that I need to be successful year over year, I'm not going to be here very long. So to have somebody self-aware that's not coming and saying, okay, be patient with me. Right. I, mean, I, I, I got to you know, show it on the field first before I can go get some recruiting wins. And to a degree, that's true. Proof of concept is a real thing. It gets easier when you have that. Yep. But if you don't have the dudes, you can't make the plays. You know what I mean? And he, he gets that. He understands it. And he realizes, you know what I mean, I'm not going to make it past year four if I don't knock it out of the park in 2024 and 2025 with getting the guys that I need to run my scheme. Hey, and it's not just Hugh Freeze saying that either. It, it's a it's a top down thing. Sure. We I, we've talked to Ben Agamawa, the tight ends coach. Now we've talked to Josh Aldridge. We just talked to him the other day. I wrote a story about this and had his quotes in there. He he, he called a shot. He said we're going to crush it in twenty four and twenty five. I, I was impressed with that. He called a shot. Aldridge, Josh Aldridge, linebacker coach. That was his quote, I believe. We're going to crush it in twenty four and twenty five. And he said, I think I think the original question was directed towards the transfer portal and, and if he was going to look for anybody else in the second window here. And he said, yeah. I mean, if somebody becomes available, then yeah. He said, but we don't want to live out of that portal, guys. We're going to crush it in 24 and 25. We're going to get this roster right. That was mm-hmm. along the lines of what he was saying. And I like it, man. And he got some confidence about it. That's a good thing. Well, you, right now the portal is about roster survival for Auburn. In the future, yeah. you just hope it's about roster improvement. Right. Agreed, Keith. The four other guys I've got here, uh, Jared Smith, who's a stud in-state edge from Spain Parks coming in. D- Dalen Upshaw, don't forget about him. Yep. The younger teammate of Cam Coleman's coming in. Uh, your boy Elijah Melendez from Osceola, Kissimmee. Is it Kissimmee? Kissimmee, Osceola, home of, I believe, the great Frank Ford. The great Auburn basketball. Oh, uh, I was going to say to Charvin Bell. Cody Parker? Does Jordan have a big home down there, Keith? Michael Jordan? Yeah. Not in Kissimmee. Not in Kissimmee. Not many people have homes big home. No, Kissimmee. No, I don't know. No, I think Jordan's down in the Jupiter West Palm. Kissimmee's right Disney, right next to Disney. But, again, an area to get off track, an area where the Auburn logo, you know, from Orlando to Tampa and then in the other direction over to Daytona and Cocoa, Auburn's historically done pretty well along that corridor there, so yeah. Um, and football will not have be the only sport on campus this weekend with visitors. Denver Jones, the big time transfer guard from FIU, arrived Thursday for an official visit. He will leave midday Saturday. Um, obviously, Easter is Sunday, and then the following weekend, Auburn has already locked in visits with. Damian Dunn, who is from right Temple. So he's from Temple. He's a combo guard forward from Temple, around six five, about two twenty ish, I think. Averaged around fifteen points per game, and I think he's never averaged less than thirteen. Crafty is how I would describe him. Um, adequate to above adequate three point shooter, spacer, but crafty. Not an explosive athlete, but a guy that knows how to get into the lane. Uh, make some things happen when he does. So really good prospect, I think, with the top four of Auburn, NC State, UConn, and Gonzaga. And so when you've got those teams all in the mix, you realize you're dealing with a pretty quality prospect. 
Um, another guy that next weekend coming in is a big seven foot one. Uh, he was a freshman this past year, Micah Hanlogden. I, you know, Jeffrey, I'm gonna leave that one with Listen, you. Listen, when I was when I was, when I was going to type <laughs> typing it out, I was like hand log ton. The, so that's how I remembered how to spell it, hand hand logton. Uh, but uh, there, he's expected to visit next weekend as well. So you'll have two next weekend, and then. Uh, Cario Aquendo, the yes. transfer guard from Georgia, released his top four earlier today. Auburn, Utah, Nebraska, uh, and Oregon. Oregon. There you go. Uh, the the is, I had put in there. Listen, two things about rules and, and and date lines that I we all did. The portal opens up April the fifteenth, not May the first. Totally missed that. And I have been under the impression that the inter interconference SEC transfer rule was still in a play was still in play. Like if if a kid from of a freshman from Auburn mm-hmm. doesn't like where he is, he can go transfer immediately to Georgia and be eligible. Is that right? My understanding is the interconference transfer rule is still in play. Like I haven't I seen so that. too. I haven't seen that revoked. I I did catch and we discussed this in our group chat, but I I did catch where they moved. They kind of just snuck it in there where they made the quick change to make it April 15th to the 30th. Yeah, that, that, that I wouldn't do my research on this. They overturned it in June of 2021, and I don't know. I don't know, but I asked somebody that would know. Listen, Oquendo, Oquendo, whatever his name is, uh, he, listen, he signed with the JUCO, and then he transferred to Georgia. That doesn't count. It has nothing to do with it. Him, so he hasn't transferred at all. According to the NCAA, but he can transfer right now to Auburn and be immediately eligible. The only concern there is having enough credits to transfer. So I think the February one rule is a little bit different, and that only exists for football. For basketball, it's different, and this is the first window of the portal period for the spring for yeah. for basketball. Because I had saw I, I had I saw that it was uh, post portal or uh, the late the late portal entries were no longer eligible. I, I saw I, it was it's very difficult, man. I, I'm gonna have to do some research on this. Football's one way and basketball's the other. Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. So it's different. stats don't matter. Was like that's not right. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So fall sports. It, for fall sports, and by fall sports they mean volleyball and they mean football, you have to have transferred to another team. Like if you're going to transfer in conference, you have to have done it by February 1st. For spring sports, then they have a different deadline for that, and I believe it's July 1st is the is the date that you have to have committed an interconference transfer. That's my understanding of the rule, Jeffrey. Now, I may be wrong there completely, um, and, and we mean you can put our heads together and do a little bit of research we on that. Will, we will have a, some clarity on that because you're telling me right now if Brock Vandegrift in two weeks after the A-day, uh, the G-Day game is third on the depth chart, and you're telling me that he can transfer to Auburn before June the 1st or whatever and be Auburn's starting quarterback – that's what uh, I don't understand. So that's that he's a so football's a fall sport. So technically speaking, you have to have transferred. By okay, my bad. You're right. You just told me that. Yeah, for spring, it's it's up to June or July first, I think. Jessica said I'm not a very good listener. Um, not a very good talker either. Am I? Uh, let's see. So <laughs> basketball. <laughs> so basketball. Uh, we'll 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 be following that closely. We'll be following obviously football. We're gonna have. 
Uh, the call-in show Saturday night at 6.30, man. We're going to try to uh, have as much intel collected up by then, a lot of recruiting and a lot of football. Uh, before we go, though, uh, any how about you this week? Oh, let's see. Because I've got enough for everybody. Well, let's get Keith's Masters pick first before. Ah, you can't. I, I, who knows, man? I don't know. I mean, John Rom, you couldn't go wrong with Rom. Tiger. What's that? You're not going to go Tiger? I don't know if he's going to make the cut. He didn't have a great day, so I'll, I'll just say John Rom. I'd like to see Jordan Spieth win. What happened? Is John Daly still play golf? Yeah, but he never won the Masters, so you know you can't. He you oh. can play in that one till a, pretty much for life, as if you want, uh, if you win it, but. He never won that one, so he's he's uh, not playing this week. Hmm. John Bailey with the mullet and the grip it and rip it attitude, baby. Love him. Is Fred Couples? Fred Couples played well today. He's in it. Oh, he's he, in it? He won it. He won it, so you're always invited back, although at a certain age, usually people say, eh, you know what, it's getting longer, it's getting, hard, it's getting harder to compete on the tour on this course. Couples, I think, is 63, so that he doesn't have too many left. But he shot one under today. He that, that's that's when I watched the golf. That was back within the Freddie yeah. Couple. Really? I think it was before Tiger, maybe. Yeah, legendary off the course too, apparently. About but the it, same time, Pete Sanchez was dominating yeah. the tennis sphere. Yes, he was, he was, no doubt. Still in uh, Andre Agassi. Yeah. <laughs> Andre Agassi. What'd you call him? Agassi. <laughs> Andre Agassi. <laughs> Pete Sanchez and Andre Agassi. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, no no how-bashes for me. None for me. No, no, no how-bashes. Keith uh, has come back from San Fran. We, we were wondering what you was doing over there, by the way. Okay, you know, can I tell one quick story? I went to we, – hold on. We went through – I know Ed has to go here. Jessica's in the background telling Jeff what an idiot I am, I'm sure. But I went to Stanford. We went to Stanford on the way to Pebble Beach. And I'm like, I got to get a Stanford shirt. I'm buddies with the athletic director there. I grew up there. Uh, or I grew up with him, and he's, he was at the Final Four, though, I think. So I go in, and I buy this really cool Stanford shirt, and I'm like, you know, why would you buy it? Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you why I bought it. And I wore it on the flight back. And I got on that airplane with that Stanford shirt on, and I get to my row, and a guy jumps right up and tells his wife, oh, my God, the Stanford guy. <laughs> Stanford guy. Stanford guy. Listen, I've, I've worn that T-shirt three days in a row. And I, people are looking at me in a whole different light, okay? And you still don't have a girlfriend. I got into Stanford, okay? <laughs> but is it because you wore your jean shorts with the Stanford T-shirt? If you look at any one of us four and you think we could have got into Stanford, you, you probably got some problems way beyond that, okay? Well, I barely yeah. got into Enterprise State Community College. I mean, what are you talking about? For yourself, sir. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right, Cole, Jay head yeah, I, 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 yeah, one. Uh, okay. North, North GA Tiger. Oh, good one. Yeah. He, he's, man, he's on it. He's on it all the time. He's all about some recruiting right now. All right. Frederick 90. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Fred. He, he, he's been bringing a little heat lately. Is that the guy that's got all the info from, from Mobile? Not from Mobile, but he's he's got info from someplace. I mean, yeah. He's the guy they call yeah. Uncle or something like that. Is that the, is that the guy? Yep. Yes, I think. Yeah. Okay, he's great. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's got good stuff. I think we doubled up on him last week, too, because he had a lot of good yeah. fat burnettes in, intel. Yeah, we did have a Frederick 90 squared on that one. Yep, sure did. All right, I got you some big dogs. Uh, how about you to Kid Country, man? Kid Country, also known as Edward from Selma. 
Uh, lost uh, lost his grandma last week. Been thinking about old Edward, man. So how about you, the kid country? Uh, how about you, the good fan? How about you, the Johnny Knox 07? How about you, the Gabriel Schaefer? Mm. How about you, the Cinco Two Sace? How about you, the Justin 3636? How about you, the Big Vandy? How about you, the PGA train at Deuce Deuce? How about you, to Augustus McCray? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> If that ain't a damn good name, I don't know what it is. If y'all haven't seen Lonesome Dove, I, we can't. Bro, yeah, no, you, you. How about you, the Buck nine, 1988? Listen, here's another one, man. How about you, the Shelby Burcheat? Burcheat? Yeah. I don't know who this girl is. I don't know if she's a member of our board. But on Twitter, she likes and every, retweets every everything. Single. We we do. I don't know if it's us or everybody at an Auburn beat, but she's the God Camet of Twitter. She she is responsible for some views. There's no doubt. She is. Uh, so I thought she deserved a how about you. I'm seriously, you know, and God Camet, he likes every post on the corner. She's the God Camet of Twitter when it comes to liking stuff. Uh, did I say uh, how about you to Buck 1988? How about you to – that's it. That's some great stuff. There was somebody – uh man, oh, it was hilarious. Oh, how about you, the chemo sabi? <laughs> he, right, he always finds way in there, doesn't he? Well, right before we were getting on, man, it was I can't remember what he posted. I I about fell out of my chair, man. It was good stuff though. Uh, all right, good stuff, folks. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we are going to be all over eight day weekend. We're going to start it off Friday with a war room. We're going to have other articles. We're going to be tracking the recruiting. Um, we will. Go to Saturday night. Keep that in mind, folks, because the call-in show was moving to Saturday night at 6.30 p.m. We're going to have people calling in. We'll have Justin calling in with his thoughts. Jay head will be here with me. Cole will be calling in. Keith, what are you going to be doing? I'll be here. All right. Cool. Zach in the back will be here as well. And I think that's it again. Auburn Live on three right now. We've got the spring game special. It's not going to last long. Maybe another 48, 72 hours tops. $10 for four months. Get on that, big dogs. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. For J-Hip, Cole, for Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stab that left lane. See ya. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.